Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And now we're going to go straight to a report out of Europe. Mario Economou, a former banker, and he is there. And, you know, you always have the latest, greatest breaking news. Mario Economou, what is going on in Europe? Yeah, hello, everybody. So Europe's on fire, literally, metaphorically, but also physically. Um, There's a heat wave. There's fires in at least half a dozen countries, forest fires. They're having a hard time putting them out, combined with a water drought. And this is... Uh, complements, rather, the situation, literally, metaphorically, that Europe's on fire. You've got the United Kingdom currently with uh, in the process of trying to select a new prime minister for the Conservative Party that's the governing party there. You have Italy, a government where Mr. Draghi, who was the prime minister, has essentially resigned. And even though the president, Mattarella, has said that he will not accept his resignation, the fact is it is a done deal. They're going to need to figure out what the next step is. You have farmers in Holland, the Netherlands, uh, which, by the way, is the second largest agricultural exporter in the world after the United States, um, who are literally blocking all of the highways. They are also blocking all of the warehouses, the food distribution centers. The supermarkets now are running out of products. They have been told that they're not allowed to use fertilizer and they're supposed to curb uh, their farming products due to global warming. Of course, that makes them very unhappy because it's going to have a direct impact on their quality of life and their ability to earn a living. You have other situations in other European countries, specifically in France, uh, which you have a president who came out of a parliamentary election very, very weakened. Um, And this points to a very interesting situation in Europe. You have a president, Putin, who everybody has been trying to sanction and make uh, make the Russian people in Russia suffer. Quite the contrary is happening. The euro is actually collapsing. The ruble continues to be very strong. President Putin is very comfortable and strong. And now we have an additional problem in Europe, which is if President Putin decides to pick up the phone to speak to someone in Europe to see if there can be an agreement that can be reached regarding the Ukraine, regarding natural gas, regarding the wheat, uh, regarding fertilizer, he doesn't know who to call because just about every country in Europe at its leadership level is in crisis. Uh, Mario, so you left out uh, one one other little problem, and that's uh, Poland and Germany. I hear they're at loggerheads on some things. Yes, well, uh, Germany itself, uh, which is interesting, uh, the uh, chancellor in Germany's poll ratings are actually even lower than those of President Biden in the United States. Um, they are completely uh, panicked by the fact that Uh, Nord Stream 1, the pipeline which was currently up until now providing natural gas, has shut down and it's scheduled to reopen in theory next week because they're waiting for a certain part from Canada, which Canada will not release due to the sanctions. So the Russians are saying if you can't release that part, the pipeline won't open. The fact is the Germans have accepted that the Russians, whether they get the part or not, will most likely not reopen the pipeline. And they're going to actually push now very hard on from the Russian side into the German side to make the Germans suffer 
uh, at the natural gas level. Germany has already announced that come the uh, fall and the winter, they will actually be decreasing the hours when heating will be provided to households, especially uh, in the night hours. They are telling people to prepare for food shortages. They're going to start handing out coupons, essentially, so people can go out and buy food. This is real. It's happening. It's not a joke. Uh, this was something that many of us had this seen. Is, this is World War Three, a different kind of yes. war, though. It's the, it's For now, it's a different of kind of war. For now, yes, it is a different kind of war, and let's hope it doesn't escalate into uh, the other kind of war. Specifically on the Ukrainian front, the HIMARS missile systems that the U.S. has supplied have actually been working quite well. They have been able to hit the Russians quite hard. Uh, the uh, Kremlin has said that it's not the Ukrainians that are actually operating these missile systems, which are very sophisticated, but it's actually American and uh, United Kingdom uh, militaries, uh, soldiers, advisors that are there who are actually using these systems and actually hitting the Russian targets. The, 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 the point being that there's no way the Ukrainians could have been trained this quickly to be able to use those systems effectively. The good news in this, the silver lining in all of this is that we now know that these HIMARS systems, which have not been used against the Russians, actually do work, and they work very well. They're very effective if you know how to use them. So that's something which is very positive for the United States uh, in this whole, uh, uh, in this whole uh, war. Could they uh, be used the to hit the Ukrainian I – mean, excuse me, the Russian fleet in the Crimea? Uh, well, they're actually being used – no, they're actually being used to hit Russian tanks, which are in the eastern part, in the regions where Russia controls uh, large uh, territories – uh, they're actually hitting them, but they're hitting them from very far away. So the Russian tanks and the operators of the systems on the front lines of, on the Russian side cannot see where these things are coming from. So they're hitting them, and they're creating uh, a little bit of panic on the Russian side. The problem is that it's not enough because, uh, to give you an idea, the Russians are firing roughly fifty to 60,000 artillery and missile uh, uh, rounds into uh, the Ukraine a day. Uh, the Ukrainians are able to hit back with roughly 5,000. So they are completely outgunned. Mm -hmm. So the Ukrainians are saying what they're going to do in this uh, launch that they've, uh, uh, they're doing, basically they're trying to hit the Russians back. They're trying to regroup. They're saying we're going to try to let the Russians essentially exhaust their stockpile of weapons. The problem is the Russians have a lot of those weapons, and they're going to keep hitting the Ukrainians to grind this thing on until one side – and that being the Ukrainian side, says enough's enough. We can't do this anymore. Mario Kahneman, we're running out of time. I just have to ask you a two-part question. First, uh, what caused the collapse of Europe? It sounds like is it is it the Russia-Ukraine to start this whole domino effect? And how will this all affect America? What's going on overseas? How will uh, it affect that us? Real fast. Mismanagement of Europe. They're trying to be all things to all people. Mario, you answer it real fast. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a complete mismanagement and a lack of leadership in Europe. And how does this affect America? America comes out of this much stronger. Uh, Europe comes out the biggest loser. This is what I said when this whole thing started. 
Uh, America comes out stronger. Europe comes out a complete loser. And we could even actually see certain countries actually in time starting to say we no longer want to be a part of the Eurozone or even the European Union. There is one country in Europe, and I will say this, a lot of people get upset when I say this, but there is one country in Europe that actually still has a lot of hope left and that we're actually seeing German companies now moving from Germany to this country. And uh, anybody, anybody can guess which country Poland? it is? Poland? Hungary. Hungary. Wow, very interesting. Hungary. Victor the Orban, Russian, the, the Hungary prime minister is coming to this country next couple of months, and he wants to be in the studio. Uh, you should see if you can get him in. I don't think the Hungarian prime minister will see eye to eye with President Biden on just about anything. But so if you recall, uh, you had once one of your pollsters who was in Hungary. I remember listening to your program one evening, and he was reporting in from Hungary. Hungary is a uh, almost like the last hope for Europe. And a lot of people don't like it when we say this. Because they don't like Viktor Orban, they don't like his policies, they don't like his politics, they feel he's too far to the right. But the reality is Viktor Orban is doing everything he has to do for Hungary first. And the, as the last note, and we're going to take a break. Thank you, Mario, for being on. Have a great weekend. It is the fact is if the if the Americans want to follow the Europeans, we're going to lose just like the Europeans are going to lose. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to come back with Dr. Peter Michalos, and he's got some new uh, innovations in uh, in medicine. 